your home of the Pens and the best Pens coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh and iHeart Radio Station. Le'Veon Bell says he and the Steelers are closer on a long-term contract. Not close, but closer. The Steelers have not said that yet. They have not confirmed. Would you sign Le'Veon Bell to a long-term deal? Forget about the money for a second. It's not your money. Bell has been a workhorse during his entire time with the Steelers in the league. He had over 400 touches last year. Where's Bell's body going to be in two or three years? He's already had a couple significant injuries. And Bell has already been suspended twice for pot. The next time, he gets a year. Bell copped a crap attitude this past year, as evidenced by showing up late for the walkthrough the day before the Jacksonville playoff game. Do you give that guy a long-term deal? It is a risk on so many levels. If you could franchise Bell without all the connected turmoil, that would probably be best. But you can't. I don't know. This is a tough one. And does Bell want $15, excuse me, $15, $15 million per year still? Because no running back should make near that in this, the passing era of the National Football League. And if you keep Bell... It's going to be that much harder to fix your culture. Should Bell stay or should he go? Sick again, brought to you by 84 Lumber, your hometown building partner since 1956. I don't know what you do with Bell, but there's no way I can give him $15 million a year. There's no way, I just, like I said, the best thing to do would be to franchise him if you knew the connected turmoil would go away, and it wouldn't. He'd threaten to sit out the season, he'd definitely miss camp, and it's going to be real hard to fix your culture if you keep Le'Veon Bell. It's not Fantasy League, but you don't believe that. Maybe you'll believe that when Ben's retired, Bron and Bell are gone, and the Steelers still haven't won another Super Bowl. Let's go to Carter in the car. Carter, you're on with Mark. Hey, what's up, Mark? Hi, Carter. Hey, I just wanted to uh, get your opinion on maybe the possibility of the Pens trying to pick up uh, maybe a more experienced, more seasoned veteran goalie to kind of mentor and help Matt Murray along. I I know that Murray's been doing well. Why does Matt Murray need mentored? Well, if you look at his numbers this year compared to when Flurry was ahead of him, you know, when Flurry was on the team with him, he's not doing all that great this year. Yeah, he's still a decent goalie, but 902 save percentage. Well, I'm, glad, the, the, I'm glad you think that the goalie with two Stanley Cup rings in two years is a decent goalie. I'll pass well, that along to Matt Murray. I'm sure he'd be thrilled you that you referred to him in those glowing terms. You can't sit there and say that he... Specifically, won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, without and, and, oh, shut the goodbye, 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 goodbye. Go to Vegas and make out with Flurry. Goodbye. I like Mark too, but let it go. Let it the frig go. For the love of Mark, I guess Murray's going to be fine. 
Does he miss Flurry? Yeah, I think the dressing room misses Flurry. Is it why he's not played as good this year? I don't think so. A lot of guys having kind of a met year. But can they snap too when the time is right? I think they can, and I definitely think Matt Murray can. Some of you Jamokes out there just won't let Flurry being gone go. It, it really is sickening. I like the guy, but all y'all are unreasonable. Let's go to Marianne in Natrona Heights. Marianne, you're on the Mark Madden Show. How are you, Mark? Terrific, Marianne. I, you know, I'm laughing a little bit because I feel the same way you do. There's, I don't know why these fans just will not let Flurry go. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. But I'm calling about Ian Cole and Coach Sullivan. And do you really think that the coach would not put Ian in, even if he's good, because he doesn't like him? No, I, mean, I, I don't. I, uh, I think Sully doesn't want to play Cole because Cole is not as fast as Hunwick and maybe doesn't play as fast as Hunwick, but I think Cole plays fast enough. I think he plays good enough. I think he's better than Hunwick. So I, I don't think personalities figure in much, Marianne, minimally, if at all, but those are the real reasons why Cole's not playing. Okay, because I, I just heard Josh saying that, you know, he he heard the same thing about the coach and Ian. Oh, there's and an element I, of conflict there, but I don't think that keeps Cole out of the lineup. Uh, you don't okay. win two Stanley Cups as coach like Mike Sullivan has by letting personality dictate who plays. Thank you for the call, Marianne. Let's go to uh, Jeff and McCandless. Jeff, you're on with the super genius. Hi, Mark. Hey, I have a question. I, I admittedly have only listened off and on over the past week, so maybe you covered this, but here's my question. You've outlined all the issues with the Steelers, and almost all of them eventually go up to Tomlin, and he should be accountable. And all the reasons. Oh, no, I've never said Tomlin should be accountable because he's not held accountable. Uh, you could make a legitimate argument for firing him with the way he's lost control of his team, but they're simply not going to do it, so why discuss it? Well, can I just ask a question? Yeah. You, I thought, well, I know I've heard you say a couple times, you can't fire Tomlin. And my question is this. Tomlin won a Super Bowl early in his tenure, and he has a great regular season record. That's almost identical to Dan Bilesma. The Penguins had the courage to fire him. They got rewarded with Well, right, the courage, because they were like war heroes when they fired Dan Bilesma. Truth be told, they fired Dan Bilesma two years after they should have, maybe even three. Right, but why Why does everyone feel you can't fire Tomlin? There's evidence in our own city that it, that it sometimes is the right thing to do, despite a regular season. Why, why, because you say so? They should fire Tomlin because you say so? No, because many people, including yourself, agree. Okay, that who should they? No, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. I think you can make a case for it, but at the end of the day, who would replace him? I don't know. I don't study the NFL coaches, but i got to believe there well, are. Well, you, then, you then you shouldn't put forth... Uh, that notion that he should be fired without knowing if they can get at least a comparable guy or at least a guy who was what Mike Tomlin was back then that could grow into the job and succeed. I mean, you'd be firing the guy with the second highest winning percentage among active NFL coaches that would have a job 15 minutes later and would probably come back at some point and stick it up your backside. So you talk about courage? Yeah, it would take courage because there's a good chance it would blow up in your face. Thank you for the call. 
Let's go to Giancarlo in Wilkinsburg. Giancarlo, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Uh, hey, Mark. Giancarlo? Yeah. Um, Marion was actually right. Uh, recently, there was that rumor they got on a fight, Cole and Sullivan. What, the, there's a history fight. to this. No, there's a history to this, Mark. Um, no, no, there's not. Oh, you're right, yes, you're right, is. because you know. would know what's going on in the locker room. You, John Carlo, the jerked off from Wilkinsburg. You would know what's going on in the Penguins locker room. Go ahead, John Carlo. I'm fascinated. Okay. How did you okay. find out? Now, make, okay. you make it sound like those I mean, two came to blows. Did they come to blows? Can I speak? Okay. No, you can't. Goodbye. So with you can't. Goodbye. It's my show. When I say jump, you say how high. When I say talk, you say for how long. And how long for you is no more. Got into a fight. Let's go to Grant downtown. Grant, you're on with Mark. No, Mark. What up? Hey, so quick question for you with the whole goalie situation. Um, in the past, you know, uh, Murray was backing up, obviously. With this year being a big year for him and, you know, everything that's going on, family-related and stuff, do you think we should kind of ride the coattails and play to Smith as much as possible with the way he's playing? Or I, I would play get... Casey to Smith tonight, which Mike Sullivan's going to do. Then I would play Matt Murray the first game back after the break and stick with him as the number one goalie. That would be exactly... What I would do, and I think exactly what they will do. Yeah, and hold into Smith as a backup then? No, I would call Jari up and keep him as the backup because I think Jari overall has played better than DeSmith. I mean, we're remembering DeSmith because he's played well recently in, in a few consecutive games, but Jari's the better goalie. You don't surely think Casey DeSmith's the better goalie, do you? No, I do not. I know he's, he's definitely playing well, and I think that you make a good point with that because he has been playing so much. A lot of people are seeing that, thinking that he well, may so be better. recently. Yeah, yeah. No, and Casey DeSmith's done a fabulous job. But he's the third-string goalie, and after tonight, I think he probably goes back to Wilkes. Maybe not. Maybe he stays up and Jari stays down there a bit longer. Let's talk to Eric in the car. Eric, you're on with Double M. Mr. Man, good to talk to you again. Hey, good um, to be you've been to. talking. You've been talking about... Um, uh, the terms of signing Le'Veon Bell. My question to you is, what term and amount would you be comfortable with signing him for? Um, I've got to be honest. I, the, the figure I'm going to give w would be laughed at by him. Uh, if, if you're asking me, ideally, what would I give Le'Veon Bell? Yes, sir. Ideally, I'd give him two years, 21 or $22 million total. I'd pay him ten or eleven million a year, period. Because I and just don't would, think it's a, it's not a running back's league anymore. I, I think that figure would still make him the highest paid running back in the league, wouldn't it? I ab absolutely agree, and that's what my point was. Since this is a quarterback league, uh, ten or eleven million is certainly nothing to sneeze at. That's no. You see, I, I think money. Le'Veon Bell should be the highest paid running back in the league. I just don't think it should be by like twice as much as the next guy, or as much as a quarterback makes. Plus. If you have Bell, Brown, and Ben all sign the huge tickets, and 10 or 11 still per year for Bell would be a huge ticket, you're going to be really top-heavy cap-wise. Yes, sir. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you for the call. Good stuff. Let's go real quick to Dennis. Dennis and Elizabeth. Dennis, you're on with Double M. Yeah, Mark. I would go ahead and get rid of uh, Le'Veon Bell. I put that money towards linebackers. And then I'd also get rid of Mike Tomlin and the people that Yeah, they're not going to do that. Who would replace both of those guys? Somebody else. Yeah, they're not going to get... Here's the thing. 
No matter how much you wish that they fire Mike Tomlin, they're just not going to. Okay, you and every other part. schmuck, you and every other schmuck in this town that always talks and never listens could say that they should get rid of Tomlin. They're just not going to do that, you pea brain. What is so hard to understand about the coldest, hardest fact I could wrap around a brick and bounce off your empty head? They're just not going to fire Mike Tomlin. They're just not. I understand you don't want to talk about it. But no, I don't. No, I don't. No, I'd rather talk about nailing Jennifer Lopez because that's never going to happen either. Well, that's for sure. But nobody wants to Let me to tell you, show. there's a better chance of me nailing J-Lo than there is the Steelers firing Mike Tomlin. <laughs> I can't say anything else. <laughs> because I've got Latino heats. Actually, a friend of mine nailed J-Lo, Ric Flair. True story. 412-333-9939. This is the Mark Madden Show. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with Jerry Dulac, see what he thinks of Lev Bell maybe getting a long-term deal. I'm live at Buford's. Those were good calls. Let's get some more calls. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Super genius, big fan. Is that a compromise, verbally speaking? Verbally speaking. How stupid is that? What other kind of verbally is there besides speaking? The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. This will be a quickie because we got Jerry Dulac up next. Let's go to Dan and New Ken. Dan, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Um, uh, get your opinion, your take on this. You know, Patrick Hornquist, I think he's probably the most underrated Pens player and he, he has a, a great uh, command on the ice and what he does. So my question would be is, you know, Ryan Reeves, pretty much the same height, but Ryan's a lot bigger, you know, weight-wise. Do you think it would be who the, like Sullivan and the other coaches to, to have Reeves do similar to what Hornquist does? Maybe if get Reeves him some more ice similar time? to what Hornquist does, he would have done it a long time ago. Patrick Hornquist has a much higher hockey IQ, better hands, really just better everything than Ryan Reeves. You think it's right. that simple so, to just look at a guy and copy him? So uh, no, I I see what you're saying. So it's similar like you can't teach an old dog a new trick. So, no, it's just some players are better than others, and Patrick Hornquist is obviously I would have thought better than Ryan Reeves. Let's go to Dave in the car. Dave, you're on with Double M. Uh, hey Mark, uh, I'm going to pretend I'm Love Bell's agent and going to throw out a contract proposal for you. How about that? Go ahead. It would be five years, fifty million, twenty-five guaranteed, twenty-five million guaranteed, with a lot of uh, first two years, first three years, pretty much a lot of upfront money. If you're the Steelers. What do you think? If I'm the Steelers, I think that's too much. Still, I, I don't like five years for Lev Bell when he's had four hundred touches this past year, uh, two significant injuries, and so many touches over the course of his career. I I'll be very blunt, uh, Dave. I just probably wouldn't bring Le'Veon Bell back. I just think it's time for him and the Steelers to part company. Well, yeah, I was thinking that too. I was thinking about the term, but I was thinking if you if you front load it, you're not going to have a lot of dead money on the end if you pay him a lot. No, no, I get it, and that's a reasonable offer and well formulated by you. But I, I just, I just think you have no hope of fixing the culture with Lev Bell there, and I think you can get a running back to play to pay play for about 30-40% of what you're paying Bell and have him do 80% of what Bell does. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Jamie in Washington. Jamie, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. What up? So this, is, this is the reason I wouldn't sign Bell. All right, number one, you already have one of the highest paid lines. 
the highest paid receiver and the highest paid QB. You can't play a running back that way. And with the team, they're already so short that they had to go get two people off the couch to play this year when Connor went down and when Shazier went down. We need some depth on the team. You could get two running backs. Well, well, that, that, don't forget, whenever a player gets hurt, you go get somebody that's not on the team. That's how that works. Yeah. But, but, yeah, but, but if, you, if, if you say to me that you could, you could ditch Bell and get a running back and a good inside linebacker for what you would spend on Bell, that I would agree with. And probably also draft another running back on top of it. Uh, you can always draft a running back in the third or fourth round. Great Look round. at Kamara from New Orleans, who I believe right. was a fourth-round pick. So uh, I think you've got to sign a linebacker, inside backer, and draft an inside backer as well in the first round. Thank you for the call, Jamie. Up next, from the Post-Gazette, more Lev Bell talk and more Steelers talk with Jerry Duak of the Post-Gazette, 105.9 X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Nice talking to you, Mark. Hey, so be it. Kill time. Hey, Mark, big fan. Hey, super genius. How you doing today? Getting funky like a monkey. The X at 105.9. Should Lev Bell stay or should he go? Joining me now to discuss, he covers the Stillers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We welcome our good friend, Jerry Dulac. Jerry, Lev Bell says he and the Steelers are closer on a long-term deal. What do you hear about that? Well, Mark, good afternoon. I, you know, um, I have not heard that that's the case. I'm not saying that's not the case, but I, I, I would just, uh, you know, I'd kind of hold off on that one a little bit until I hear that from the Steelers. And the reason, well, you know, quietly, they're not going to say publicly. Um, and the reason I say that is because it's such a dramatic turn from, one, in his behavior, uh, his, you know, the way he feels about the whole contract situation, and two, um, it just doesn't strike me that this is the time of the year. Uh, and I know, you know, I know that the, the franchise tag approaches, but this soon after the season, that, that, that is something that they are involved in heavily. Um, and, you know, they obviously, based on last year, they wanted to offer him a long-term contract. So you have to believe that somewhere in their plans that is still the case but based also on some of the things that occurred this year um you know i i think there would there is not should be there is a little bit more hesitancy to do so i'm not saying they won't i'm just saying when you look at what happened in the second half of the year uh you know taking into account this is a guy who's had two suspensions this is a guy who skipped all of training camp this is a guy, I hate to use the word distraction because it doesn't bother the players, but it becomes an annoyance with what he does and says on social media. A guy who talks about wanting that he'll sit out the whole year or retire or become a rapper. Um, you know, whether that, whether that's just for public, uh, uh, you know, consumption and, and your, your grandstanding, um, all those things come into, come into play a little bit with Le'Veon Bell, but most importantly, Mark, when you touch the ball as many times as he does and you take the pounding that he does um, and you're averaging just 3.9 yards a pop behind that offensive line, to me, I think you can find, and I'm not dismissing or denigrating his ability. He is a fantastic running back. But in that offense, I think you can find um, any number of, of, of running backs in the first couple rounds, first three rounds, who could fit in on that offense that is led by Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown 
and have them do a, a and have them be a one thousand yard rusher who could average more than three point nine yards an attempt when you consider also when you consider what you might have to pay Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, Jerry, I, I agree. Uh, I don't think you're going to fix your culture as easily with him there. I think if you do franchise him, you're in for the same shenanigans you dealt with this year. Uh, let me add to the stats you said. He he had two yards or less on 40% of his carries, which is uh, particularly damaging uh, early in the downs. And, and like you said, you could bring somebody else in, whether a free agent, a draft pick, some combination, uh, pay a lot less and get about 80% as much. Is that right? Absolutely, Mark. I, I agree with you. And, and to, to your point about the two yards per carry, two things. One, this is a guy who had three runs over 20 yards, the longest being 27. So he's not a difference maker or a game breaker uh, uh, with his runs. Um, also, when you, if you look at how many carries he got early in the year, and of course he's going to get a lot of yards, but when you look at his diminished carries in the second half of the year uh, and, and where the, the Steelers decided that they needed to attack more with Ben Roethlisberger, that's when the offense was most productive. And what happens is when Le'Veon Bell is getting two yards, four yards, three yards, five yards, two yards, three yards, four yards, two yards. Guess what? You might be controlling the clock, but you but unless you're converting all those opportunities, you are playing into the hands. You are allowing teams to hang around because you're averaging 19 points a game as they were in the first half of the year, as opposed to 28 points as they were in the last seven or eight games when they started attacking uh, with Ben. Ben had his most, his second most attempts in his entire career in a six-game period, uh, uh, the, the, the latter point of uh, the, the last half of the season. Le'Veon Bell, conversely, had his fewest uh, carries in that six-game span, as he did uh, for the second fewest in his career as well. I think you go back to the start of the 2014 season, the first 16 games. Um, so, they, you know, they had uh, reduced his role from a running standpoint and became more productive offensively. So when you when you start combining all that together, I'm not saying the guy's no good. That's not the case at all. But when you have to start looking at the amount of money you're going to pay him and what you might get from somebody else, well, it wouldn't shock me to also, with all the off-the-field nonsense, um, it wouldn't surprise me to see them not want to do that, even though I still have to believe it's somewhere in their intention. I would just hold off on what Le- – I'd back off what Le'Veon Bell says just a little bit. Well, Lev Bell also said that Mike Tomlin gave him permission to be late for the walkthrough the day before the Jacksonville playoff game. Jerry, uh, I just can't imagine that could possibly be true. Well, Mark, on one hand, I would I would agree with you. The only other thing I will say, and 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 I'm with you there, but unless it is some family emergency, um, I, I don't understand why he would. But I will say this: I have not heard that he did. Um, and so if Le'Veon Bell says that he did give him a permission, because I have not heard differently, I will at least go on the assumption that he is probably he is probably right in this case. And then you have to ask yourself, you know, what could it possibly be? That's just it. We don't know what it was, that if he did get permission to be late, what it could have been. And it could have been some family issue that we're unaware of. How will the offense change with Randy Fickner uh, replacing Todd Haley as the coordinator? I don't think it's going to change much uh, at all, uh, you know, Mark, and, and why would it? Uh, you were successful doing what you were doing. Oh, look, uh, all the offensive coordinators out there can uh, will nitpick 
uh, uh, plays that Todd Haley called, but you can do that with any offensive coordinator, as every fan in America does with every one of their team's offensive coordinators. Um, but it was a productive offense, and there's no need, there's no reason to change. And that was part of uh, the continuity uh, they had in mind. I'm sure there's a few things that Randy, in his uh, job as the, co- uh, the QB coach, saw that he would like to do a little bit more maybe than Todd. But all in all, why would you change the offense? Because uh, it's, it's been effective. So I don't think it's going to be anything that's discernible to, to the public or even uh, us intelligent media people, Mark. We're talking to Jerry Dulac of the Post-Gazette here on the Mark Madden Show. Uh, Jerry, we know the Steelers will not fire Mike Tomlin and should not. But the public outcry right now is harsh, maybe louder than ever before. I know you're hearing it. Mark, I hear it all the time, whether it's on uh, emails, text messages, Twitters, Twitter, or the chats that I do each week. And it amazes me, to your point, the outcry um, to, to fire this guy. When you look at his record and the number of wins he's compiled in 11 years, you're like, are you kidding me? And the success that the Steelers have had. Um, it, that, that, that the people are that upset. I, I will point up that the Tampa Bay Bucks fired Tony Dungy a number of years ago because they were tired of the regular season success and him losing in the postseason. And then, of course, he went to Indy and ended up going to the Super Bowl. Um, Mike Tomlin is a good coach, does not deserve to be fired. It just surprises me the amount of people uh, who would love to see him uh, fired and, and the, the negative feeling around town. Uh, about him as much as it is considering their record. How can the Steelers fix their culture? Is that an issue to you, Jerry? Because it was constant chaos all season long. It was the least enjoyable 13-3 and season I've ever watched. Mark, I'm with you. Uh, to me, it starts with the head coach. Uh, obviously, it starts at the top, where the top has to demand a change if they feel one needs to occur. But it, it starts and ends with the head coach. And I will tell you there are players on that team, including some of the star players, who do not appreciate the fact that other star players and their behavior is not punished or disciplined or dealt with more stringently than it, than it is uh, uh, by the head coach. So, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the other part of that, Mark, is today's professional athlete. And, and I think it, it, their behavior is boorish, if not childish, um, I will tell you that there are players not that far removed from playing, you know, not somebody back in the 80s. I'm talking about players from the mid-200s or to 2010 who who are in that locker room, who have been in that locker room and cannot get over uh, the, the attitude of the players these days in general, in general. Now, that's not to, that's not to disrespect the guys who are true professionals, and I do believe that the Steelers have more of them than most teams, which is why I believe they are successful. But when you see the antics of some of your star players and some of the things they say and do, um, you know, that to me is disrespectful to the guys. You know, this is a team, Mark. This isn't boxing. You know, this isn't a press conference where you pound your chest and go after your opponent and stare them in the eye and say, I'm going to knock you out and I'm going to do this. This is a team sport. So for players like Mike Mitchell and Le'Veon Bell to say what they say uh, before a game, whether it's three weeks before or the week leading up, you're not taking into account those other 50 or 51 players on the team who don't believe in that behavior, but you don't care because you think you can do this, whether, whether it, 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 whether, whatever it is, whether, again, it's self-aggrandizement, whether it's, whether it's machismo, whether it's social media fodder, 
You can't do that, but they do it because they don't care about their teammates. They only care about themselves. Now, they can argue and say that's not true, but that's really what's, what's happening here, and that is part of the culture. And, Mark, when your coach starts it in, in late November and sets the template, well, then you know what? <laughs> You're just opening Pandora's box for the, other, for, for the players to go out and say similar stuff. And to me, that's where it starts. Well, I, I said earlier this week that the two things I would do where I would start with changing the culture, I would insist everybody be on time for everything and be consequences when you're not, and I would kick players off social media. Now, I've been told by everybody, oh, you can't do that. You can't keep them off social media. But why not, Jerry? Why can't you make that a rule? It can be a condition of employment. Mark, I agree with you, and yet all you have to do is listen to Mike Tomlin's season-ending news conference to understand that he not only doesn't regret anything he did or said or his players said, uh, that it doesn't sound like anything's going to change going forward. The only thing he said is we have to get a better appreciation, a better handle for the world we live in with social media. Yeah, here's a better idea, your idea. Keep them out of social media. Mark, if I was a professional athlete, there's two things I wouldn't do. Three things. Wouldn't read the papers or go online, listen to the talk shows, and go on social media. Why do you care what other people are saying? Focus on what you need to do and do your job. But these guys, they can't help themselves. And, again, I think it's a byproduct, not only, uh, obviously, I think of, of professional sports, and not everybody, but it's a byproduct of our culture. And, you know, based on what I hear from Mike Tomlin, I don't see any of that changing, unfortunately. Jerry, great stuff as always. I appreciate you taking the time. Mark, it's always good chatting with you. That's the great Jerry Dulac, one of our main men here on the Mark Madden Show. Read his fine work in the Post-Gazette. Although you'll have trouble finding it because right now they're having a byline strike. I, I support uh, the union down there. I used to be a member. used to work at the Post-Gazette. I support the union in that regard uh, 100%. It's, the issues are too deep to talk about now, but my support is with them. 412-333-9939. Up next, going to talk to Bob McLaughlin. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. You people would understand that because you don't have groins. You're a funny guy. That is very funny. Don't interrupt me. The X at 105.9. It's Mark Madden live at Buford's on 5th Avenue. Stop on by and grab some gumbo. Best in town. Actually, everything here is really good. Joined now by Bob McLaughlin. Bob's brought to you by 84 Lumber. Just talked to a few uh, execs from 84 Lumber dropping by en route to the game. Bob, uh, Vince McMahon is relaunching the XFL in 2020. Uh, Vince did a lot of things with the original XFL, which failed after one year, but things the NFL adopted, like the Skycam, the camera over the field. Uh, what would you add or subtract from football, the XFL version, by way of experimentation when the league kicks off in 2020? I, I guess I want you to tell me Ooh. what you would change about the NFL and try out in the new XFL? Um, let's see. Right off the top of the head, Mark, I would say uh, I miss the return game for the NFL. I think that that's a huge part of the game. You know, it's, it's just a waste of time for them to kick off. So how about if you do away with kickoffs and you just punt from there to make sure the ball gets into play, to make th sure that there's action and the opportunity to score because the ball's going to be in the play. It's not just going to go out of the end zone every single time there's a score. Interesting. Uh, you know, the, the problem with that is a lot of damage is done physically, a lot of injuries on kickoffs. And if you lined up for the uh, punt, the punt to, to start the game or uh -huh. the half or after score, 
If you line up the same way as a kickoff, that damage would still be very prevalent. But, you know, I guess there's damage all at every point in any football game. You know, we, we've seen that tragically, especially this year. Um, so, you know, you, if you're going to have a new league, I think a lot of people are missing the football that was played 10 years ago. You know, they're missing the hits. And I, I realize you have to make some protection available, but it's still... Oh, it, Bob, no, you don't. This is Vince McMahon we're talking about. Well, well no, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's going to have helmets. He's going to have shoulder pads. It's still these guys choosing to play this sport. Bob, if you ever thought there could be a football league where the owners care less about the athletes than the NFL... It will be around in 2020. That'll be the one run by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. How about no defenseless receiver or running back or anything then? You just go back to football. You go up in the air to get the ball. Well, that would be a great selling point, maybe not to the players, but to the fans. Here's my idea, Bob, and it's crazy. I would have the game be played 10 on 10. I'd take a guy off each platoon, or I'd play 11 against 11 on a wider field. I think the athletes have gotten so bigger, faster, and stronger in the last 20, 30 years, I think they've outgrown the field. And I wonder if the game would be more exciting and maybe have less physical injury if it was played on a bigger field or on the same size field with less people. Uh, I would agree with you on that. I would agree with you on all of those points. And, you know, I think that's some of the reasons why people really like college football. They're not as big. They're not as fast. You get a lot more wide open play, a lot more skill, uh, yeah, that'd be a good place to start. I'd buy that. Now, McMahon said today that anyone with a criminal record will not be allowed in the XFL, oh. which, which cuts their player pool way down. <laughs> and that, that disqualifies Johnny Manziel, right? I, I was sure he'd be a mainstay of the XFL. Yeah, um, and to what limit? I mean, any criminal record? Are we talking speeding? Are we talking, you know, a fist fight somewhere? Or are we talking a level of assault or a level of robbery? Or, you know, are we talking felony? Well, 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 b- well Bob, I bet if, if Johnny Football wants to play, Vince will figure out a loophole. What about Tim Tebow? This seems prime for a Tim Tebow comeback, doesn't it? Yeah, but 2020, that's two years from now. How old's Tim Tebow going to be then? Oh, not too old for the XFL, Bob. <laughs> and what about, here's going to, you know, Vince, I don't know if Vince mentioned this today because he had his press conference. Well, I was on the air, thank God, because I really didn't want to feel like I had to watch it. But Vince is going to drape this league in the flag and say our players don't kneel. It's football for real Americans. But what if Colin Kaepernick would then not have a place to play and would see the XFL as his only chance? I doubt that he would, but boy, I bet Vince would love to have him, and that would be quite the contrast because, again, given the expected league philosophy being draped in the stars and stripes oh my the other thing mark is that the way the nation is right now you would have half of the people absolutely gunning if he didn't allow somebody like colin kaepernick to play or maybe there's another player out there who hasn't even done anything political. oh no no he would he would let kaepernick play there's no doubt about that but again it's going to be the star spangled league because vince is a cheap opportunist uh always has been and i think the reason he's starting the xfl is because of the ratings backlash and attendance backlash and merchandising backlash because what he perceives to be the take-a-knee issue, the, the uh, anti-flag, anti-soldiers, all the exaggerated, outright false perceptions that people have about why the league is less popular. Well, you know, I think it's a massive gamble on his part. I don't know how that league succeeds. That even now, Mark, with, the way, with what he's shooting for, 
it's still going to be pretty, you know, low-grade football. And I don't know, no matter what he's putting it out there or wrapping it in, I don't know if people are going to stay around with it for too long. Uh, I think it'll flop. I think it'll last a year. I think that'll be it. Bob, good stuff. That's Bob McLaughlin. Up next. Uh, what am I going to talk about up next? Let me dig through my notes here. I'm not as prepared as I... I don't know. I'll be talking about something next, 30 seconds away, and I'm giving away money, right? Okay, we're going to give you a keyword. Text the keyword of the number, and you win a $1,000 bribe from 105.9 The X.